welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 147. Our technical issues of last week seem to be fixed, so yeah, you should be seeing this in your normal RSS feeds, courtesy of whatever your preferred platform is. No idea what happened there, but yes, as always, I'm Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, joined by Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online. No Henry again this week, but we're not going to belabor that too much. Yes! Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, a, vid- a video game podcast. Uh, now it's a foodie podcast. We haven't talked about food in talk. fucking ever, man. This is true. We haven't talked about food in a long time. Damn, you're right. Huh. I suspect at some point in the near enough future I get to go try wedding cakes. We'll probably talk about that, but I don't know. Ooh, okay, so here, here's my here's my question about that real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you and Jen have discussed it, but are you going to go fondant or buttercream all the way? I don't know. I, you got to understand, the majority of my knowledge of the wedding industry comes from back when me and my friends were scumbags. We used to go to... And, Either we used to have to work wedding conventions back in the Boston area, because we did for a living, or we'd go there and try and troll for single women. Nice. Both were surprisingly effective, but I scum-ish. see. You basically, you basically are the wedding crashers? No, we were never that cool. Never <laughs> that cool. All you gotta do is just go around and say, wow, wow, wow. You gotta, you gotta be, what's his face? I can't remember his name all the time. I've done... Uh, mm. You know what I'm talking about. Got the weird shaped nose. Funny guy. Rolls with Vince Vaughn a lot. Oh, the blonde guy, right. Yeah, the blonde one. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I have the bad luck of being more the guy that was there to work, like, technical stuff. My friends were like, yeah, so you told us there was a wedding convention in town. I'm like, y'all are terrible people. Have fun. <laughs> Free champagne is over there. That's funny. You can get your day drink on. Champagne that's only sold by the barrel for weddings. It's not good, but it's champagne. <laughs> Legally, we have to call it champagne. Champagne? With an oh, that's right, because you can't call it champagne because it has to be from France if it's champagne, right? I, I, I was more making a joke about the quality of it. It's wine-ish, not wine. But yes, you, you are correct. In the wine snobbery world, if it's not from the part of France known as Cham- um, like Champagne France, it cannot be... It's not supposed to be called champagne. It's a sparkling white wine. Yeah, it's like a uh, like tequila. What You've is heard it if it's not too, tequila? Right? I didn't know that one. Yeah, if it's not from the state in Mexico that makes the agave tequila stuff, huh. it's not a tequila. So, fun little tidbit. I forget what company it was, but I believe it wait, was. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. So, is that what makes it a mezcal? Yes, if it's not so every from the area, fucking hipster douchebag that thinks mezcal and tequila are different is wrong. Yep. Oh, I'm gonna have fun with pretty, this. Pretty much, they they I, as far as I know, they're pretty much the same. The only difference is tequila comes from the actual part of Mexico. Where they, I'm they make gonna it have a lot of fun with this. Yeah. In fact, what was that company? Um. Uh. There's a big tequila. Don't know. Who makes Who makes the well, name companies that make tequila real quick. I'm trying to remember which one it is. Um, Patron. That's Patron. the one. So apparently, I mean, Patron is based out of uh, somewhere in Vegas, I heard. And they were getting in trouble because they were calling themselves tequila. So what they did is they bought land in that state. So now they can technically call themselves tequila. So they do some manufacturing down there now. But yeah, 
that's a fun little tidbit. They were getting in trouble for trying to call their shit tequila when, in fact, it was not tequila. Apparently, also, they have slight, like, I guess, mezcals have slightly different. Uh, okay, so actually, I did know this a little bit more than I thought. Like, so I guess to be tequila, it's a specific agave plant, too. Like, there's different yes. strains of it. Mezcal mm-hmm. can be almost anything. Yeah. Yeah, from the town of tequila in Mexico. Yeah. Which is actually, this is the home state. Apparently, of, uh, it's still different, too. A little bit, yeah, but for the most part, they're not it's distilling. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. I can't be smug at hipster douchebags then that say like, "Oh, I only drink mezcal, tequila. Why would I drink that?" Fuckers. It's not that different. It's not that different. No one costs more. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, and, and when lots of people say, "I don't drink tequila. I'm not in college. I'm not doing shooters. I drink the classy drink of mezcal from shot glasses." Yeah, my industry's full of hipster it. douchebags. Yeah, no, I know, yeah. I know. I, I, I've dealt with dish, uh, hipster douchebags myself. Remember? Oh, yeah, you're in Portland. <laughs> That's different. You're, you're immersed. Yeah, I'm, per- I'm in too deep. How much PBR are you surrounded by at all times? You have know, they mo- have they moved on from PBR? You know, it's funny, and it's not. I don't see PBR that often. Yeah, you're in Portland. Well, see, They're big into craft beer. Well, yeah, they the, yeah, the, the craft beer is fucking. Huge up here. So, if anything, you're going to find that. Not you're going to find more than anything else. So, yeah, yeah. You won't you won't find a PBR that often, but you will sure as shit find all these crazy craft brands and a lot of cider. Cider's huge. Well, cider's the new craft beer. Like it's not not to completely derail the start of the podcast, but like I so the beer market. There's been some kind of studies into exactly how much actual growth possibilities there are at this point in time and the answer is not much and there's been a bunch of articles published on the idea that a lot of people make beer that they like not that a lot of people likes the marketability of it's complicated like it's mm-hmm. the we have a shit ton of breweries right now and the number is unsustainable and it won't sustain but companies like i the larger craft guys like Left Hand Brewing, who most people have not heard of, will do fine because they make a beer that appeals to lots of people as opposed to just what them and their kind of exact demographic like. Like it, the diversity is what lets you succeed as a craft brewery because you can expand. Like a, a lot of it happens at lots of beer fests where people will get notes and they've made a beer they think tastes perfect, but like it'll do really badly because just because they like it does not mean like the judges like it or more than just kind of their group that's grown acclimated to that taste or thinks of that as the good taste for a beer it's it's a fascinating kind of idea and also cider is weirder because it's both easier and harder but as a bad cider is more drinkable than bad beer but it's also got slightly more of a kind of like generic like at base level cider tastes like cider so it's more marketable oh yeah okay well if you like cider there's plenty of it up here. i do enjoy cider Yep, you'll definitely like it up here. We actually, on my way home, I drive by the Portland Cider Co. every day. Mm. Can you get real cider up there? Uh, probably, yeah. Like the unfiltered, I mean, have... non-alcoholic stuff? It's, it's, we, put tree, we put some apples in this vice and smished. Maybe? You, uh, I haven't tried to look for that yet, but I can check or, I can look around. You should look for that in the fall. Because if, if a place sells that, they also probably sell apple cider donuts. Those are the best donuts. We've talked about that before, I think. Yes, when you were up in uh, the Jersey area, yeah, or something not like Jersey, that? upstate New York. Yeah, yes, upstate New York. 
my apple picking extravaganza, where I picked no yes. apples and got day drunk. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh. <laughs> that was a ride. Should not have been driving in hindsight. Like, don't, never got, like, drunk drunk, but had a strong day buzz going on. Like, don't be me. Don't. I'm not a good role model. You are a terrible role model. Yeah. Role model. Wow. All right. I looks like I sounds like I've been hitting the cider a little too early myself. Got some songs I'll send you about that. <laughs> video games? Yeah, I guess we can talk about video games. Video games. Oh, we're going to talk about our weeks? I guess, yeah. Yeah. Well, mine is summed up pretty quick. So, I played a lot of D2 and it was fucking fun. Did you now? I do. I not D2 as in Destiny 2. I mean Division two. Oh no, I, <laughs> I, I I know. We established that last week. Yes. I Yes. No, I'm dude, I'm having a blast. Yeah. Like it's a really fun, it's a really enjoyable game. Um I know you hate the marksman rifle, but I found a way to kind of enjoy it now. How? So the trick is to not actually put a zoom in scope that's huge. I was you doing put that in... the kick is still too bad for me, but I tried that for a little while. Maybe I'll try it again. Yeah. Oh, I also unlocked a little side mods right now, so I have a stabilizer on it, so it helps a little yeah. bit. I do like how the side system works. So the, yeah, the mod it, system where it's not like random drop mods. It's not you craft them. Yeah. And they're nifty. Um, so I got a... It's somewhat stable. I, I, I kind of enjoy it. But it's... Uh, yeah, I use this weird... Uh, I think it's like one of the... It's one of the red dot sites or whatever. Sure. But I put that on the sniper rifle. But it zooms in enough where you can see them just fine. And it... Yeah. I can be able to get some decent headshots and all that. So... It it works. I have that, and then my assault rifle side or, or secondary. Yeah, I think so. it's the like rate of fire I don't like or something. Hmm. They make some that shoot quicker, but yeah, I'm using the, the slow. The rifle rifles, <laughs> the the semi-auto rifles they have in the game are just beasts. Yeah, those are great. If you can, I haven't gotten one that does good damage yet right now. Like, I my best one is still one I have from level six. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I'm getting drops for a lot of submachine guns. Yeah, a lot of submachine guns. Yeah, no, fuck those things. They're fine, and so. I, there are some later missions where sh- a submachine guns shine. Yeah, well, I mean, there's one in the game right now that's beastly, and so and that that's the one? one you want to run. Yeah, the chatterbox. Yeah, I don't have that yet. Yeah, once once you unlock that, because you have to go and unlock a bunch of like boxes and stuff like that. That one is really fucking good. Not so much for your secondary, but for what it is when it's holstered. Yeah really good yeah but um yeah other than that um still playing that i'm at level 13 or 12 somewhere around there so Ooh. i'm just working my way through main missions and trying to reserve as many side missions as i can because i guess they'll scale with your with your level experience wise i guess i've just been kind of doing them because they give you stuff yeah i, well, so I hold them off as some much of as them can. you can't do like uh, they're higher levels than you when you get them yeah. Oh. Yeah, from what I've heard, they they kind of scale. So I'm holding off on doing them for now, but I'll Don't probably know. start doing them as I my level cap is, or my level range for the new zones isn't matching close to it. Yeah, so I had a big problem where like if it was on the way to something, I would just do stuff. I'm like, I'm here, might as well do it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah other than that, that was my week. Barely, you know, just logging on to play a wild sure. raise, and that's it. So <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I have also been playing a lot of the Division 2. I kind of stopped midway through the week because I'm going to be on the road, and 
I'm bringing my laptop with me. I, I jump back into Anthem for a couple seconds. Uh, mostly because I saw some really cool armors that were coming out of it all of a sudden, and I missed the window on that. So we'll wait again. I'll probably be playing more of that next week because I played a weird amount of Destiny 2 this week. And say what you will about Anthem, they made a very good choice in that game that I think every loot shooter from now on maybe should do. Mm-hmm. Don't make me level separate characters anymore. Really don't. Like, I... Like, unless you have some, like, weird branching narrative thing going on, like, if I've already beaten content as a character, give me the... Uh, on an account, I mean, give me the option to maybe skip that, because I'm running my hunter through the, like, uh, vanilla Forsaken campaign right now, so I can do the higher-end stuff, because... I've been playing with her all of a sudden lately, not my Titan like I normally do, and mm. I remember really liking the Forsaken campaign when I came out, and in hindsight, I'm like, eh, I don't want to play this a second time. I want to do the new stuff. I've done, and like, I've had this issue before with Destiny, like, replaying a bunch of the DLC stuff for it was always kind of a pain in the ass in ways that was really unfortunate. Like, I, it's, Lore-wise, I get it, but at the same time, like, th there's no real defendable reason that I shouldn't just be given a thing where it's like, hey, it appears you've beaten this Forsaken shit already, do you want to just skip it because your character's already max level because all you play is Gambit? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still playing Gambit during my lunch break via the iPad, it's really fucking fun, I, it's... We're living in some dark future where I can like whip up my iPad and be like, "Yo, it's Gambit time!" While I eat, I have enough time in one lunch break to have to play one round of Gambit and have and have lunch. It's just kind of fun and ridiculous. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you've always liked Gambit though. Gambit's real like good. Gambit's real yeah. good. Gambit is that magical ver is magical wave base plus competitive edge, which I really dig. I, it's someone should copy Gambit for another game or make Gambit a standalone game. Like I, it's. I love Gambit so much, I wish I could launch directly from the character select screen. It's so, And maybe that's a weird thing to talk about, actually. Like, it's... Having played some of these other loot shooters and having, like, a very condensed time span now to play Destiny during my lunch break, I have a lot more sympathy for the people that spend a lot of time annoyed by how the bounty system for Destiny works. Like, you have to go a lot of places, which is a lot of loading screens to, like, load up on bounties then get the most of doing an activity, but like I I can burn a solid five minutes getting into Destiny, jumping into the tower, getting all the stuff I need, and then getting into a match, which it's not a lot of time, but it kind of sucks when you have like an hour to eat lunch and play a game in. Which again, I, I know it's, it's a very unique situation, but like, if you're playing like two hour chunks as an apparent or something, I, I'm a little more sympathetic now. Like, I, There's a lot in that game that slows shit down. Like, I Division's lack of loading screens is real nice. And, mm -hmm. like, the speed at which you can get from stuff to stuff is real nice. The number of fast travel locations is real good. I There's a lot in Division I like. I, it's like, I, we started talking about last week, there's a thing I was doing storing-wise. They totally whiffed on it. I I like the Division a lot still. I'll be playing a lot more of it next week. I kind of took a break from it to leave myself stuff to do while I'm on the road. But at the same time, I wish the story was better. I wish the lore for that game wasn't kind of so Tom Clancy generic because 
it's hard for me to care about anything going on in that game at this point. It's like, go here, shoot stuff. Like, I spoilers, but I, you rescue the president at one point in the game. It's super anticlimactic. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, it, I got him. Okay, I'm like, this was a cool shootout. I met the president. That was cool. And, and fucking nothing. Like, this last, no lasting impression. Uh, the fight with that boss, the hyena gang, that was way cooler. Because she was, like, yelling the entire time how we're pieces of shit. That was fun. I don't know. I, it's... I, I get that game is trying to be, like, grounded, realistic, military thing, kind of, but I kind of wish that they had... I wish I cared about the Division more. Like they, They've done a very bad job. Like, Isaac, the computer system that helps you out, has the most personality in that fucking game. <laughs> I love Isaac. Isaac's great! Like, I wish there was more Isaac-level character. I wish, like, Isaac was quipping or something, or, like, yeah. The enemies are great for the most part. Like, I, it's 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 you as the protagonist and why you're doing stuff. It's like, go kill these hyenas. Why? Because we told you to. Okay. It's a loot that shooter, right. so, yeah. Yeah, like, I, it's playing Anthem and playing the Destiny 2 more lately. Like, I, I get, I remember what kept me going in Destiny for as long as it did, which was the idea that, like, it's the you're doing something. You're fighting some cosmic space monster. You're getting revenge. Whatever. The Division 2 has moments like that, but overall, it's like, yeah, go kill some bad guys. Why? Because we told you they're bad guys. <laughs> okay. Loot shooter. Fuck it. Why not? Like, even Borderlands has more of a motivation to find a space vault full of shit. We're retaking America. I, th this game is established. Maybe America should be burned to the ground, guys. There is literally a faction going around and gassing people with canisters full of the Green Plague after the fact. Maybe we should just kill everyone. Just saying. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You know, this rogue military group that was part of the U.S. military went rogue and, like, is using trains to deliver biobombs to civilian areas. I don't know if that's believable or not, but man, that's fucked up, and and we should uh, kill them all. I think that's pretty believable. I don't like, know. Yeah. In a crazy-ass scenario, I would believe that could happen. Yeah, I, I guess like, maybe the scenario for the Division's not crazy enough for me. Like The time frame in which shit has broken down, I just don't find plausible. But I, I don't know. I've not lived through a plague of people managing to weaponize money via a virus outbreak, so who am I to judge? That would be fucking smart, though, realistically. Like, uh, it's, Black Friday? Yeah, that's evil. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the plot from the first game, I thought, was really believable. And, like, I, I, I mentioned this some last week. I think if it was, like, this was set, like, two years after the Green Plague or something, I wouldn't have as many problems. You could also do more of the kind of post-apocalypticness of it. Like, it's... I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, feel, I, I don't believe that, like, DC would fall apart like this. Los Angeles, Chicago, other, like, major U.S. cities. Yeah, I could totally believe that. D.C., though, it's like, the people that live here are, like, the disproportionately poor and politicians. Like, eh, other people live there, too, but, like, it's a weird it's a weird mix to get the hyenas out of. Like, they should be off in their half the city being like, just stay the fuck out. You don't think DC would fall apart? Not the way the game portrays it. Like I think New York was believable. I'd like I don't think if DC is a place people care about enough for it to fall apart like that. Like it's like how many people do you actually know from Washington DC? 
Uh, Dave Chappelle. Who else? The president. He's not from there. But he lives there. I, I live in Los Angeles. I'm not from Los Angeles. You're from L.A., bro. Sorry, you're in too deep now. I don't think I am, but... <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, not that many people I can think of. Yeah, it's... Unless you've ever been to Washington, D.C. or not, like, it's the... There are parts of D.C. that are kind of native residential aspects to it, but the majority of D.C. is people from other places or people supporting people from other places. Like, don't get me wrong, like, people live in D.C. like and have lived there their entire lives, but, like, if D.C. were to go sideways you would have a massive outflux of the population being like, fuck that, I'm out. Going mm. anywhere else. That's true. Yeah. You are close to a lot of places in, uh, in D.C. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, it's like, it's like, the main thing there is politics, and politics attracts people from all over the place. Like, one of my cousins works there. He's from fucking Florida. If this shit went down, he'd just go back to Florida. Like, you want to make Division Three? put it in Florida. That's a game I want to play. That's oh, a game that Florida technically already in Division State. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Like, give me a city where I believe a group called the Minutemen could rise up and be like, "Yo, we had military surplus weapons, and and we're in overalls." Like, they're that DLC content from that Fallout Three. Uh, the what was it, the Bayou level or something? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Regardless, yeah, Florida, Florida's already set in that, and yeah. they'd be weaponizing crocodiles and shit like that. Gator Gang. Yeah, Gator Gang. <laughs> Gator Gang, Gator Gang, Gator Gang. Yeah. They'd have that theme song. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's The gameplay aspects of The Division 2, I like a lot. Have you been to the, the underground yet? Uh, some of the underground areas, yes. Have you gotten the jump attack in the underground, under, uh, in the underground yet? Jump attack? So no, that you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, uh, well, I've been I've been accidentally all of a sudden surrounded by enemies. Yes. Okay, so you've been like the subways where like the like the guys come out of fucking nowhere. It's like oh shit, wave combat. Hmm. Yeah, that's the best thing in that game. I think. That fucking pissed me off. Oh, I, I thought was it was like, oh, great. The, I it, they ha- I had guess they had some sort of ambush thing set up when I when I was going for an SHD uh tech yeah. crate. In the subway, and yep. I grab or heading over to grab it, and then all of a sudden, boom! Enemies, including a fucking elite one. Yeah, yeah. No, I got fucked pretty hard on that one. Yeah, I think it's one of the best things in that game. That in any mission inside of a museum. Oh, dude! I, I did the planetarium one. That was really sweet. Well, like you wind up in one. Vietnam, all of a sudden you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, we're fighting okay. on the moon. <laughs> That was that is I think the best mission of that entire game. It's definitely the best one I've gotten to so far. It's early on too. Like I wish there were like I wish there was more like that in the game, but that mission is so fucking good. We're in the gift shop. <laughs> yeah, I Have you found the um crates and trees yet? No. Oh, you need to look yet. up. There's a bunch of loot and trees. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, stuff got stuff got airdropped at one point. I didn't know about this until an article was like, "Yo, look up! There's shit in trees." I'm like, "No, there! Oh shit! There's shit in trees." <laughs> I yeah, there's yeah. a lot I gotta learn about this one then. Yeah, I'll be damned. Yeah, Division Two, you just keep on giving. Right I, it's now. there's some really cool stuff there. I just wish that like it was less Tom Clancy's The Division and more just The Division. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still playing the shit out of it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Like, we should find a way to play together at some point. Yeah. And what build are you running? You're, like, which, uh, which gadgets are you running at this point? Uh, right now, just the ones that I use for leveling the, uh, the healing, uh, drone and the deflector shield. Huh. I went the healing hive and the turret. The healing drone is really nice because it tracks and follows you. Yes. So if you're moving around and doing a lot of cover, it will follow you. I don't move that much. I will... This could be interesting, I think. I will find, like, ways to flank before an engagement, set my turret up on, like, the other side of the room to force people into my nets, and then just, like, LMG them down as they, like, get into a choke point. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I tend to move out, move around just to kind of no, yeah, fuck with their... their I made the assumption everyone's so. wrong with the turrets given the people I've played with, so... It's actually interesting. You have a totally different play style. Yeah. Well, I've also heard those are really good starter ones, especially the deflector. Yeah. Or yeah, the the defender slash. Defender. Oh no, I, I've got I've got that. I didn't like the shield that much, but yeah, I'm like I tried some of the stuff. I'm like, now nah, I'm going back to my normal build. Mm-hmm. Hive and turret. Interesting. Yes. I, I I guess like before we move on to actual news this week. Uh, Cobra Kai Season 2's trailer dropped this week. Um, it's called What Type of Snake Are You? It's real fucking good. Really? I, as someone who strongly was like, at the end of Cobra Kai Season 1, oh, they should make a second season. They're not going to, but man, they should make a second season. And they're like, we're making Season 2. I'm like, yes. And this season <laughs> looks good. Just as good as the last one. If, if you're new to the podcast and not heard me talk about Cobra Kai before, it's real good. He way, loves Cobra Kai. It has it is way better than it should be. Like that show should be hot garbage, and it's not. Yeah, for a YouTube original, it's surprisingly good. I would for a TV show. It's good. Like, that thing could be on anything, and I think it would be good. Like that's how good it is. Like it's the don't lump it in with all these shit show that is the other YouTube originals. Like Cobra Kai is just good. Like, it could be a Netflix or a Hulu or a mainstream TV channel thing. Like, I'm not going to say HBO because that, like, that's a grit to it. But, like, it could be an HBO thing. Like, it could. It's very much on par with the level of kind of production and goodness of high end TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I'm not thinking about that. If it was, like, dark and gritty HBO version of that show, it's so good. <laughs> dark and gritty version of fucking. Cobra Kai would probably be really fucking twisted. Yeah. Boy, can like, there would certainly be murder involved or something. I think there kind of already is a normal Cobra Kai, technically, so... Or, like, up a murderous to... Cobra Kai? No, like, it... That show makes a very good point of, like, with enough karate training, you could very easily kill someone by accident. I look forward to seeing that version of the show. Yeah. But alas, people are here mostly for video game news and video games, not my um, Cobra Kai musings. You ready for news, Alex? Yeah, I'm ready for news. All right, we're getting right into it this week with the biggest, at least for us, news this week, and that is uh, Mortal Kombat 11 character announcement. Uh, You know him, you love him, he's the edgelordiest of edgelords. Noob Cybot is in Mortal Kombat 11. Dude, Noob Cybot looks fucking sick. So fucking sick. 
Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, no, he looks fucking ridiculous. And like watching his like his moveset and all the shit he does, like looked fucking sick. And I thought I I think now he officially takes the best fatality so far I've seen. He had the best fatality previously. Like Noob Cybot has taken the crown from Noob Cybot. Like that that's the thing. There are great fatalities out there. His wishbone in MK9 is fucking legendary. Like, that one is so out there. That was the one from 9 that people were like, maybe this goes too far. Like, Really? Yeah. What? I haven't seen that one. He does his shadow clone, and like they both grab a leg, and they pull a person in half, wishbone style. It's, oh, okay. For the time, it was the most shocking. Like, the sounds, the viscera, you're like, Ah, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh, it's motherfucking noob cybot. Yeah, yeah. He he looks fucking sick. Yeah, he does sound a little shredder ish. So, but Ninja Turtles. That's the but... point. I was gonna say. I, I think I've heard more Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget, but like at the same time, like that's the point of Noob Cybot. Like you know what Noob Cybot's backstory is, right? He's like this weird, like version of like smoke or some sort of. No, he's the original Sub Zero. He's the dude that killed Scorpion. Oh, really? Like to catch you up on the MK lore, you need to know. Like, depending on which timeline we're talking, I guess Quan Chi is technically behind it. But like the original Sub Zero from like Mortal Kombat One, kind of a bad guy who was already going down an evil path and shit. Like was real into that murder. The Sub-Zero you know is that guy's younger brother who takes up the mantle of the Lin Kuei and stuff and, like, tries to lead him out of darkness and succeeds, but, like, that dude was getting into, like, some heinous shit. He's the reason Cyber Smoke Sector and, um... Fuck, what's the yellow one called? Uh, Cyrex? Cyrex get turned into robots. He's like, we must make ourselves more efficient. Robot bodies! At the cost of humanity, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I like original Sub Zero is kind of evil. Like as much as like Hell Ninja, which is Scorpion, should be the evil one. Like in Ed Boon's mind and lore, original Sub Zero is kind of like nah. He's the original evil ninja of that franchise. But like so, Noob Cybot is that dude's soul goes to hell and becomes Noob Cybot. Oh. And yes, I know there's some redconning with Quan Chi and shit. Like, I I don't care. I subscribe to the original lore, which is, like, this is the super that killed Scorpion's family. Yeah. This is the dude that was like, you know what I'm into? Kid murdering. <laughs> yeah, no, he looks fucking sick. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I after the last Mortal Kombat, I made a deal, which was, I'm not buying another Mortal Kombat that doesn't have Smoke or Noob Saibot in it. And then they show this, I'm like, well, I guess I'm buying MK11, okay. Yeah. Well, they haven't shown Smoke yet, have Smoke they? was not in the last one. He, I guess the ninjas showed up as DLC characters, but, like... Yeah. I, that doesn't count for me. Like, it's gotta be in the base game. I, like, it's the, I love New, but I love Smoke. And the fact that neither of them were in the base game last time left me the characters to play. Like, I, I love my teleporting ninjas. And the fact that, like, no, this guy comes base thing. I'm like, how cool is he? Stupid cool. How stupid cool. This stupid cool. That's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That game looks real good. Yeah. No, I'm fucking stoked for it. It, it like I, I I'm 
debating on getting it because I know how shitty they are with their PC support. Yeah, but we'll see. I'll probably be getting it at launch, but like I, I don't fucking know. I'm not gonna make that claim. I, it's Cybot looks real cool. I look forward to Evo. Right? What's oh, the right. It's, it's gonna be at Evo this year. Yeah, it? it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. damn. Yes. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Uh, at the same note, uh, one of the first DLC characters for MK11 has been announced. It's Shang Sun. The original voice actor, though, for Shang Sun's coming back for this, which is pretty cool. Not much yeah. beyond that, but it's neat. Well, just to specify, the original voice actor for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming. The good Shang They even Shang modeled his Sun. character, too. They even modeled the character to look like him. Yeah, it's old it's Shang Sun, cool. not young Shang yeah. not, not weirdly young, in shape Shang Sun. It's yeah. weirdly in shape old Shang Sun. You know, the Shang Sun <laughs> you want. Yes. Yeah, Shang Sun. That, the, I'm sorry, the new Cybot thing is just that. If, if, not, if you've not watched that and you're not squeamish, go watch it. It's like peak Mortal Kombat right now. In a game that appears to already be peak Mortal Kombat, this is like the peakiest of peak Mortal Kombat. It really is. Yeah. Especially with new Cybot just doing his thing. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On that same note, I guess, make a complete 180 transition from, like, the overly gory to the weirdly wholesome high school game, I guess. Uh, Persona 5 Royale is officially a thing. It's not called Crimson, which seems like a missed opportunity, but not a lot is known. There's a trailer out there that's in Japanese. It's got a cool logo. It's a really fancy logo. It features a new character. The implications are that there will be another uh, teammate of some kind, hypothetically, Maybe there'll be a female protagonist you can play as. Who knows? Hopefully it'll be DLC and not a separate game so I can bring my existing save file from baseline Persona 5 into this, which would make me play this again. But, yeah. I, I know I've been waiting for a kind of New Game Plus playthrough for this to happen, and it seems like it's actually happening. So, yeah, I can play that game again. Not much on that. We're now waiting for Persona 6. Yeah, I may actually finally pick it up since I'm not playing the other Persona game anymore. Yeah, Persona 5's a good one. Eh, what to do next? Um, you want to do a block of Blizzard news? Sure. Let's start off with, I think, my favorite thing out there for Blizzard this week, which is that they got out there and said toxicity is down by 40%. Yeah, because you're player base is down 40%. No, no, it's because of the tools they implemented. Not because Battle Royales came in and stole their lunch. It's because of tools, Alex. Yeah, because their player base is down 40%. Is it? No, obviously we're just... This is a hypothetical, but a lot yeah. of people have very much stepped away. Even a lot of big streamers for Overwatch have kind of started dabbling in other stuff right now. Their confidence in Overwatch is at an all-time low right now. Really? Well... Not uh, Blizzard. Let me specify that. So, um, I haven't seen any numbers yet as far as the Overwatch League is going, but I haven't watched it anywhere near as much as I used to. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of the pros themselves have kind of just been streaming other games now. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, and so. I, I, I guess in my mind, I think this kind of happened with... God, what was the other game they were talking about this kind of idea in? It's... Uh, people go from kind of game of the moment to game of the moment, and the big game of the moment right now is um, what you call it? Uh, Battle Royales. 
no, what's the game? Apex Legends. Or that's what I was trying to Oh, say. yeah, Apex Like, yeah, And it's Apex got Legends. that character thing Overwatch had in the Battle Royale thing that streamers and other people seem to like. So it pull like, it's pulling a bunch of people out of things. Like, it's, I guess, like, it's been a great boon for the Rainbow Six community. Like, it's the people that, like, gravitate to what's hot have gravitated with so you're now left with the people that actually fucking care about the game. And actually want to play mm-hmm. that game specifically, so that overall decreases toxicity. Because, like, oh shit, I'm chasing the stream trends. I'm gonna play Fortnite now. Or I'm getting the fuck out of here because, yeah, no one's watching this shit anymore. Peace. Gotta chase them numbers. Destiny had a similar issue actually at one point, where a bunch of the a bunch of the kind of PvP people went away when the battle royale stuff really kicked off in a major way, and it was like, yo, a lot of the shitty people are gone. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, you said I just, yeah, it doesn't surprise me with all these other good game offerings right there. Yeah, and Overwatch has kind of been the same thing for a while now. Yeah. Oh, so. I guess continuing our Blizzard block for a second. Um, Alex, I believe there was a Q and A of some kind that you got um mod blocked as part of. Oh yeah, that was kind of funny. So tell so, us about uh, Q and A. So. Well, uh, the Wild Devs held a Q&A, and by Wild Devs, I mean uh, Ian or Ion, whatever his name is, with a really long Greek name. I'm not even going to try to butcher, because uh, it's really hard to say. But uh, And then Lore, the community manager, uh, got on and answered a couple questions uh, from the community. And by answering questions from the community, I mean they chose nothing but softball fucking questions that didn't really answer much. Um, Surprise! Yep. It's not like some of these other Q&As we'll see from other devs or, or stuff like they'll mention on Reddit. These literally had probably little to no substance or value as far as I'm concerned. Um, they did talk about how uh, one of the, I guess one of the biggest announcements from that is that you're able to hide a bunch of clothing now for your character, so to speak. Um, people still complain about RNG, but they don't give a fuck about that because they have to keep the... Uh, the, the slot machine mechanics on for some reason. Um, yeah, like certain rewards, things like that. A few questions about Classic. Like, just to give you an idea, somebody asked if there's a role-playing, if they're going to be role-playing servers for Classic. Like, that, that's that's the, the substance of their questions, if you will. So, it's, yeah. And then they, I guess they had posted a thing because they were talking about... Um, there's one big thing. They actually asked, and they, they said, hey, you know, we'd like feedback on this. But the part that's really annoying about that is that for months in the alpha and the beta, they gave people a lot of feedback about how shit wasn't working for Battle of Lore or, or Battle for Azeroth. And they're like, no, you guys, are, they just cherry-picked the parts that this sucks. Despite the fact that there are people who post really like good, concise feedback, all they do is look for the ones that say, well, you guys suck. And like, well, this is all the feedback we get, and they delete the entire forums. So, frankly, Blizzard asking for help now when you had help for fucking who knows how many months before the game came out just speaks to how much you genuinely do not have any fucking connection with your community. The so, community can't be right. We're right. Yeah. So. Yep, I just thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. No and, updates about class balances or tweaks or anything like that at all. Though. And you got mod banned. Yep, because I said, uh, was it, uh, I forgot what I had said. Someone thought it was Lightforged Undead or something? 
No. I gotta look it up because I sent it to you. You did. Um. Oh yeah, this Q and A is the LFR of uh, <laughs> the LFR of Q and A's. LFR being the easiest mode possible, diluted version of a raid with their mechanics. So that, by the way, people still fuck up, and then you every time the raid wipes, you get a uh, a percentage boost on damage and healing for the entire raid until you kill it. Mm. So, it's literally the training wheels raid. And that LFR was the training wheels of Q&A. So. Cool. Yep, good times. Yeah. I see you added this WoW play free thing. Um, oh, yeah. So, for those, since you have new allied races out, guys, if you want to demo and try out the free weekend, uh, it's available all weekend for three hours. And the races are time-gated behind rep grinds. So even if you wanted to come and try out the new allied races, you can't. Hmm. So good job on misleading bullshit, Blizzard, on that one. I appreciate that. Oh, and by the way, you can only play for three hours. So 80 gigabyte download for three hours of gameplay. That's a hard fucking pass. Yeah. I saw a bunch of ads that all over Facebook. I'm like, huh, that's cool. No, no, it's not. Nope. It's a garbage fucking thing to do. And I mean... It's way too early in their their expansion cycle to be doing this. Yeah. So, yep. Oh, and also, I forgot to add this on there, but uh, they announced special toys you can buy from the store to support WoW esports because it supports the players of WoW esports. You, you that right? Except I, if you look in a footnote, it's only twenty five percent of the money raised for those toys actually goes to the finals. Of the matches, which means all the players in between leading up to it see absolutely fucking nothing. And Blizzard sees 75% of it. The idea that WoW Esports, given kind of I, the number of truly broken things that exist in WoW, the, the idea of Esports for WoW still, like, just baffles me. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get like the PvP stuff maybe, but, like, the, the dungeon run stuff is kind of cool for an Esport. I'll give them that. Sure. But... Yeah, we they need to raise money for the esports with a ten dollar toy, but only twenty five percent of that goes to the final teams. Yeah, not the intro teams. The finals. Well, Activision keeps... really needs the money right now. They they laid off those people and yeah, I mean they're hurting. I, I mean, true because WoW is a free to play game, so they need to find some sort of revenue to come in. Oh wait, no, you you pay fifteen dollars a month. So they have consistent revenue well, coming so, in. And, and hear me out, Alex. What if they just raise subscription prices by $5 to help pay for the esports thing? And they just left I'm it out. there. I'm out. No, I'm out. If that happens, I'm out. Yeah, they're not getting $20 a month for me. Fuck that. In mathematical rounding, they already are. No, because I have the six-month one, so it's actually cheaper. Fair. So... Yeah, they decide it's a good idea to raise their prices, especially with the lack of fucking actual content and sure. bullshit they do. I'd be fucking out, and I'd tell everybody I know to fucking leave. Uh, so, kind of to, to take a maybe step back in time, I've asked in the past if you ever thought WoW would go free to play. Do you change your answer on that or nah? Yeah, I think it will. I I genuinely think they. Well, okay. So here here's the way I look at it. If they go free-to-play, it's only because their subscription numbers have dropped so low that it becomes profitable for them to go free-to-play. Sure. 
Um, but for the time being, they have enough people that are paying the monthly subscription that they're just going to milk those people for what they have anyway. Mm. Myself included. So but you canceled your subscription. Not yet. I still oh. have a few months left on it, but I'm pretty sure I'm just going to go ahead and cancel it now. I don't, I don't feel the need to really, like, unless I see anything really fun and good coming out of this, I don't No, no, that's how they any- get you, Alex. Get out. The only thing that looks fun, but, like, remember how excited you were going into this expansion? How you were like, yeah! Because Legion was so good, man. Was it, though? It really was. Or was it just better than the thing prior to it? Was Legion better than Wrath of the Lich King? Uh, that's a pretty far distance between the two. I don't know if I could compare it at that level. That's the other high point for the franchise, as I understand it. Uh, I mean, they have a couple good ones, like Wrath. Wrath was pretty solid. I really enjoyed Wrath. Um, people said Mr. Pandaria was probably the best when it came to class uniqueness and balance, because every class really felt special. There was no homogenization of the classes and things like that, so they, they felt pretty unique, and a lot of the classes felt really good going into Wrath. Well, not Wrath to uh, Mists. But, yeah. So, wah wah. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, no, it's just, it's just a bunch of dumb shit. I will say they try to be pretty sneaky about this because they happen to have their free weekend at the same time that Final Fantasy XIV is holding their big, their, their quote-unquote BlizzCon in Japan. Because, so, so um, Final Fantasy... Well, Square Enix holds a uh, a fan fest for Final Fantasy fourteen mm-hmm. three times uh, three times a year, I believe. That's one cool. in Europe, one in the U.S., and then one in Japan. And so the Japan one is supposed to have some pretty cool stuff leading up, obviously, to uh, the release of the new expansion coming out, I believe, in July. So, right around the time, I'd be ready to cancel my subs so I can start playing Final Fantasy fourteen instead and get my MMO fix there. Mm. But yeah. I think that's all the Blizzard news I can think of. Uh, other than, yeah, no, still secretly scummy in a way. And of course, Activision is going to do Activision things. Uh, and I stand by the fact that I'm genuinely convinced Blizzard absolutely has no fucking say in the shit they do anymore. Maybe. And it's just they're, they're implementing what Activision wants, and that's it. Yeah. Well, let's make a, to move on from that and do a completely new topic. Hey, Alex, hear about LucasArts? Yeah, they're coming back. No, they're not. What? It's fake news. Actually, it's fake news. Get the fuck out of here. That's not real at all, unfortunately. Really? So, the thing you're referring to, Lucasfilm's, Lucasfilm Games, is completely unrelated, at least as of right now, to LucasArts. No. Yes. No. Yes. Uh, an exact quote from Disney, or kind of rough quote, is, that they, uh, the representative sought to make it clear that Disney is um, continuing to license games uh, con- license with EA and Zynga. No! What? Aww. I want Jedi Academy to come back. I, well, Lucasfilms never made Jedi Academy, so... Lucasfilm? I thought, yeah, well, LucasArts, sorry. The, the thing, so, this whole thing got kicked off when a company by the name of Lucasfilm Games put up some job hirings or put some job listings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn it, man. Uh, that 
makes me depressed. I yeah. genuinely thought they were coming back. Because I really, like, dude, a battle royale with all lightsabers would be fucking awesome. But yeah. Yeah. Damn it, man. So to make it more confusing, Lucasfilm Games is technically owned by Disney. That's why they're on the Disney website. But this does not in any way, shape, or form relate to Lucasfilms. Okay. It is well, purely that's... a coincidence that they share a name. This all could be one giant work and they're coming back, but... Well, then I'm genuinely depressed again. Thanks, Charlie. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I saw you posting about this. I'm like, yeah! No. It's a party. Uh, it's got some Epic Games news, if you will. And by Epic Games, I mean their store. It does have a search function. I checked on that actually yesterday for a whole multitude of dumb reasons. Uh, continuing there, uh, we'll treat this like fucking consoles gambit. They have locked down several more exclusives, including Obsidian's The Outer Worlds. You know, that Fallout looking, that kind of sequel to Fallout looking game that people got really excited about the Game Awards. <laughs> Yeah. I've heard people are not really happy with this whole Epic just trying to snag up exclusive. Oh, no, because people on the PC market are used to being able to go to one place and getting one thing, and now they can't. Like, it's... You gotta understand just how many people's, like, social identities when it comes to PC is wrapped into Valve and Gaben and Steam, and, like, we're elite because we have our own special place to go. And Epic makes that Fortnite game, which is for children. But man, they keep buying up games that I want to play, so I'm going to have to go there eventually anyway. And oh shit, there's our other news on this topic. Metro Exodus outsold its previous uh, the previous titles on Epic. And because they have a better revenue split, they made more money. Yeah. So the, the thing that I'm, I'm referring to is like, Having, I mean, I'm all for having multiple companies. Have yeah. Stuff. Like, I mean, it's on PC. You can download it. It's there anyway. But they're not doing anything that benefits the gamer. Nope. In this sense. This absolutely does not benefit us at all. They're not negatively impacting the gamer, though, either, unlike the console market. Like, nothing stops you from going and putting money into the Epic Store. You already own a PC. Well, no, no. no not at all. But, like, you think with, like, competition... You'd want to be like, oh, well, if they're doing it at this much, then maybe this store should respond and do that. But locking down exclusivity shit makes stuff really annoying. Part of the reason we shit on consoles so much is because of quote-unquote exclusivity. And now they're just doing a weird, gimpy version of that with PC, it's and working. it's really... Is it, though? I... Metro Exodus sold really well, despite the fact that... like Metro Exodus proves... The PC market is full of shit and is all talk. It, like, they go exclusive, that's fine. But it then outsold the previous titles. Not like did as well, out fucking sold on a new platform that people are like, we're boycotting this shit. Meaning, yeah. air, like, this is like, to, to rewind back to like when I gave you shit for like, I'll buy Battlefield 2 when it's better. Like, this is people being like, ah, it's like, this is steam bombing. This is everything. This is review bombing. This is like it's like, no, this buck stops here. The game looks real good. I'm gonna buy it anyway. They're like, it's the, this doesn't actually matter. What it matters is that like you, this will hypothetically force Valve to compete finally, which I think is a good thing. Like it's the, Epic doesn't have to compete right now. They keep releasing bangers. Eric, they have Fortnite going on in the background, printing money. Metro Exodus did really fucking well. 
They've locked down another highly anticipated game that, again, like, it's the, what are you going to do if you're a Fallout fan? Not get Outer Worlds? No. True. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I, I just right now, the only people who are seeing benefits are Epic and maybe the devs, but... The devs are, well, I mean, the devs with the too, money, like, yeah. But, like, yeah, as far as, like, the consumers go, we're not seeing anything. Who cares? Like, they, they've proven the consumers are full of shit. Like, I, I wish the markets were more competitive, but, like, they have successfully proven the PC market is just as full of shit when it comes to boycotting exclusives as the um, console market is. If not more so because it's not actually an exclusive. It's just you have to go to a different app. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think also, like, maybe at some point, like, if you advertise your shit on Steam for a long time and then switch out last minute, that's pretty fucking shady. Who cares? What? The, the company that's just shady as shit. Like, if I, hey, I'm going to advertise on your platform for fucking months on end, and oh, a month before, by the way, I'm now switching all this. Metro it's did that, really and they still honored the pre-orders. You, I, you, no one got, no one except Valve got shafted in that company, that 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 situation. And do you really want to say that Valve needs the money? I'm not saying Valve needs the money. Like, I'm just saying if who got hurt in that on. scenario? Who actually got negatively impacted? Well, I think at this point, Valve is the only one. I, a company that has shit to your customer service, like isn't quite sure what the fuck. Hasn't updated their interface in years. Like, how, how they mean, like, the, the fabled, like, sales they do aren't even as good as they used to be. Like, what has Valve done to deserve this loyalty? Like, what about Steam deserves any loyalty except that's where all my games are? I'll give you that. I just think it's, it's, a, it's a weird preference to be okay with, like, doing that kind oh, of Oh, I'm not okay with it, but my point being, like, it's the we all should be kind of okay with it. This, it, it. No one on the consumer end has been negatively impacted yet, except for I have to go to a second app to launch my games. What was I? Fuck, Epic has actually run discounts. Have they done discounts yeah. yet? I think uh, I got my like, copy of the Division for 10 bucks off. I think I got into like a alpha recently that's on the, on there. I think it's like a, a spell slinger one with Possibly. Like a weird alpha. Yeah, yeah. I but other than that, like I rarely, I mean, I mean, I don't honestly don't even log in on Steam anywhere as much as I normally do because my division is done directly through. Well, I don't even log through Epic either, yeah. unless the game is only on Epic. Like it's I only do on my Epic. division shit directly through UPlay. Yeah. So like that's how uh, that would work if you're on Steam though too. I think like you could just download the app. Or you could have an icon on your desktop and launch directly from that. I believe. Yeah, I I I just feels a little shifty. Like I. Shifty, yes, but at the same time, like it's what you are seeing is a company go after another company with very minimal negative impact impact to kind of the consumer end of it. Like it's the anyone who's like, no, we have to save Valve. Fuck you. You are doing what the console people do, but even worse. <laughs> like hmm. you are making a brand part of your identity. And I get it. I've done it in the past, but like this is not something you should actually care about. Like it's the let them slug it out because them slugging it out means something good will come of it. Like, fuck. Like, our next news article is about how Steam libraries are getting an overhaul facelift for the first time in at least a decade, I think. Like, when was the last time that library got anything even remotely new looking on it? 
Oh, it's been a fucking while. Yeah, like I Steam got out there and said, "Yo, we're doing a redesign of this." And it kind of looks like the Epic Store now, where it's big pictures. And it looks nice. Like it but also like this should have been a thing they did years ago. But they didn't have to because no one was competing with them really. And like Epic's not really competing with them yet, but they're snapping at their heels and they're gobbling up exclusives. And those exclusives are doing real well, despite I'm sure someone going, Yeah, there's no chance people will leave Steam for Oh shit, Metro Exodus did real well. Okay, uh, there's no chance. Oh, Division did pretty well too, huh? Okay, um Huh. Hmm. Fuck, Epic is giving out free games right now. Are they? Have you not have you not caught on about this? Like they're giving out a free game every week. They have been since the um store launched. Valve is? No, Epic. Oh. They're not like the newest of games, but like Oxen Free is free off there right now. I've gotten some okay games off of it. Like it's the it's it's the most shameless, hey, we're establishing a library for you. But they're games that I think are good. Like they're genuinely good games they're giving out. And they're free oh. and they're yours. Feeling a little weird on this one? No, no. I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm waiting to see where the big consumer benefit's going to be right now. It's, and there's not right now. It's, uh, it's just kind of company doing some shady shit. But diversity is good, is the answer. Like, I, it's we are lucky enough to live in the U.S. Like, Australian, the, the treatment of the Australian consumer by Valve is shitty. Mm-hmm. The treatment of several European consumers by Valve ain't much better in some ways. Like, we are lucky enough to live in a country without data caps, and that makes a big difference. We're also lucky enough to live in a country that has one of the more affordable prices for video games. Like, I think Australian video games cost $100 in Australian. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, it's that, but I think that's a, isn't that, like, just a, not necessarily Steam's fault, but it's just the Australia themselves? It's conversion, but it's one of those ones where it's the it's not like a loaf of bread costs twice as much as it does in the U.S. It still costs proportional the same amount, but because of conversion, a $60 game winds up in the $100 game category. Like, it's it's absolutely something Steam could do, hypothetically, if they're just not. Mm-hmm. Like, and yes, it's based on game pricing and shit like that, but there are like, it's why key sites are a huge deal outside of the U.S. in countries that have much less favorable conversion rates. Hmm. Yeah. On to more generic news. Cuphead is coming to Switch. Yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> and the corpse of the Xbox library is officially beginning to be picked clean. Wait, say that again? That was an Xbox exclusive. Was it? Oh, that's right. Well, Xbox and PC. Yeah. The console release of it was exclusive to Xbox. Did that ever launch on Steam? Or did you have to buy it through the Microsoft Store? What? Uh, Cuphead? Cuphead? Yeah. Steam. Yeah. Yeah, I got it through Steam. I think I got mine through Microsoft Store just because then I got it on my Xbox too, hypothetically. But yeah, it's it's coming with stuff like Xbox achievements to the Switch too, which is just bizarre to think about. But sure, that's not nightmare inducing. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly, it runs okay, but not great. Frame rate hardware issues, if you will. 
it's fine. It's Cuphead. Like, it's not going to break your console. But, yeah. Uh, speaking of things selling pretty well, uh, it turns out that Anthem is selling really fucking well, actually. Despite Cuphead what, is selling well? Uh, despite what every clickbait, news article, and YouTube video would have you believe, uh, Anthem launched real fucking well for Bioware, apparently. Yeah, which is, I mean, granted, it, it was a hype-looking game. Like, I'm not gonna lie. It's already made $100 million in microtransactions. What? Really? Apparently more people are like me that think that game's actually pretty okay. So, so to break the story down some, this was the second most successful launch Bioware has had. The first one being Mass Effect 3. Wow. That's surprising, considering... Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, if it works, it works, I, I guess. Know. Far from dead, despite what, like, every fucking YouTuber would like you to believe. Yeah. I still like that <laughs> game a lot. I'm just a little surprised. Should you be, though? Like, I, it's, I think you're forgetting how broken The Division was when it launched, and... Oh, no, I absolutely remember yeah. how bad The Division was. Not, 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 not taking anything away from that at all. Yeah. I'm absolutely, completely aware of that one. It's just... With all the people complaining about that, people still do microtransaction bullshit, and then they get upset that microtransactions are a thing in gaming when people still support microtransactions in the fucking first place. They have no incentive to these do that unless the government literally steps in yeah. to make them stop doing shit. I, I think the issue people had was loot boxes. Like, the microtransactions in, Fort, in um, Anthem are the same as they are in Fortnite. Like, it's cosmetic shit. Mm -hmm. By the way, speaking of that, because mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you saw that uh, out there, but um, somebody did the math on the battle pass for Apex Legends, mm -hmm. and it turns out it's actually way better in Belgium than it is here because of the removal of loot boxes and huh. you getting just currency instead. Interesting. Yeah. Same cost for the battle pass. Belgium's is a lot better. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to find that for you. We can talk about it next week. People it was, seem it was, really yeah. conflicted about that battle pass. I haven't heard great things about it. Yeah, like, people are excited. I'm not Anthem. Apex has one, but like mm -hmm. the actual pass, people seem pretty unhappy about. Well, all the all the rewards in it are pretty fucking lackluster. Is the issue? They're not. They're not good. Yeah. So that becomes the issue. Yeah, I, it's. Are you still playing that game a bunch or nah? Apex? Yeah. Here and there. I mean, mainly been playing the Division because that's been my fix sure. for that, so. Yep. No? Uh, a couple quick ones we get to our major news article of the week, if you will, which I don't think anyone who's been following stuff will not have a guess at what it is. Uh, Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines 2 got announced, which is pretty fucking cool. It is. Uh, and that's, I've always heard really good things about that one. Uh, that game is... The Vampire Masquerade RPG, which is a real, which is a real life role playing game, unto itself mm -hmm. is something. Like it's it's a beautiful thing that should not be. And then the fact that the video game Bloodlines is actually good enough to get a sequel, like that game is flawed, but also great in its own bizarre way. It's real fucking cool. Mm -hmm. At the same time, a Vampire Masquerade party is the one of the single most like excruciatingly nerdy things you can attend but they're also kind of fun. Huh. That shit was Twilight Gatherings before Twilight was even a glint in someone's eye. 
<laughs> LARPing is weird, man. LARPing's not, I mean, if it's your thing, hey, more power to you. No, no, LARPing, as someone but... who's done some LARPing shit in the past, I feel comfortable saying it's cool, but it's weird. Definitely is. Yeah. But, hey, get your cup of tea, have fun. Yeah, no, I I, I will play the shit out of this when this comes out. Like, I, it's, I am all for when people make fairly faithful renditions of tabletop games or live-action games where it's like, I don't have to have other people around to play this. Fuck yes. I get to enjoy the world, but not have to, like, organize other people's schedules. Hells yeah. <laughs> As someone who's trying to get a, ta- a D&D group or, uh, I guess, suddenly a Starfinder group set up for work and trying to get everyone's, like, schedules to work, like, I don't know how people pull some of this shit off as adults. As a kid, it's like, you're going to a basement, let's hang. As adults, it's like, ah, I got a dog sit that night. What about next month? Yeah, coordinating that as adults is kind of yeah. Yeah. Uh, not much to talk about this, uh, but except for the kind of the cool reveal of it. Uh, unions showed up big at GDC, which I think is still going on as of this recording. Those unclear. Uh, GDC is the game developer conference. Unions have been a talk at previous ones, and in this year, it seems like a much bigger deal. Uh, Tim Schaefer of Double Fine fame kind of did a fun little bit, and they introduced a bunch of union and people out there. They emphasize the importance of union work in the entertainment industries that are not video games and kind of brought up the idea that if unions can work in, you know, t- film and television and shit, why doesn't it work in video games? Oh, agreed. 100% agreed. Yeah. If you can find the video, it's a fun little video. It's some cool shit has come out of GDC this year. Some not so cool shit has as well, but like this is like. Rarely do I find myself following GDC news the way I follow GDC this year, which is kind of a fun thing to say. I'm not sure if it came out of GDC this year, but we got our first look at System Shock 3. Shodan lives, motherfuckers. Wait, what? They, have you seen the new shit, System Shock 3 trailer? Uh, no, I haven't watched that. I, but it's then again, out. I haven't, not, oh, okay. The trailer Did is out. Did we play something? We played like, like a Kickstarter demo of that thing because I fucking love System Shock 2. Like, Shodan is back in all of his, her, its terrifying glory. I That game is going to Bioware, har- not Bioware, um, uh, Bioshock harder than Bioshock's ever Bioshocked before, I think. <laughs> it's getting back to what made people like that idea for a video game. And this one looks real fucking good. There's a, like, half-minute trailer out there. It shows off some basics of System Shock. There's some cyber mutants. There's some robots that want to kill you. But mostly there's Shodan. Shodan. Who's coming for you, meatbags. <laughs> and she continues, he continues, it continues to see everything. I'm happy about that. Yeah, I remember you were pretty soaked about yeah, it. Yeah, it's... System Shock is one of those things that at the time was like ahead of its time in so many ways, and seeing a modern kind of idea of what that franchise could be, like it's, I got into Bioshock because someone was like, "Yo, it's like System Shock," and I'm like, "But no, it's like System Shock." Oh, okay, but like simpler, yeah, it's simpler. Cool, cool. You ready for our big news of the week? Yes. Let us go over the big news of the week. You ready to talk about Stadia? Uh, sta- oh yeah, the Google thing, yes, sure. 
did you watch the press conference for this? Not really, but I heard it's actually like from what I've been hearing from all the reviews and stuff. Latency is always going to be a big problem. It's so um, yeah. Let's talk about that first, then talk about the press conference. Um, uh, so Stadia is uh, the official name, with a real bad name in my book, for uh, Google's game streaming platform. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's that they demoed it a couple months back with uh, Assassin's Creed. It seemed to work pretty well for lots of people. Uh, it will allow you to kind of play your video games on your phone and your TV and your various other devices all seamlessly. All you require is the Stadia controller, which I guess kind of resembles a PS3, a PS4 controller, my bad. It doesn't look great. The ones they showed off at the press conference have the Konami code on the underside, which is cool, I guess. <laughs> um there's been a varying uh, degree of reports of how well it actually works. Um, I know a lot of people had pretty good luck with it working on internets that were as slow as 25 megabits a second, which ain't bad. Like, it's a pretty achievable number, but I know countries like... I, we keep mentioning Australia in this episode, and I'm not sure why it seems to be really relevant this week, but like that is not something super achievable there, and also this doesn't necessarily factor into countries with data caps. That's a lot of upload-download, hypothetically, for a game. Uh, the technology is that there will be a server farm somewhere out there that's running a blade that's capable of 10 teraflops, which is more than the other consoles uh, competitors are capable of performing, because that's how you measure things, apparently, teraflops. Uh, that essentially you'll access and you'll stream the game from it. There's talk of a store, it's not clear if you will actually own the game or rent the game or how the pricing model will work. It's not even clear if there'll be an app you use, hypothetically, or as of now, it's done through a browser window, essentially, which on paper is kind of cool, I guess. I've uh, A variety of topics have not been addressed, ranging from like how the monetization model works to how latency works to I like, really kind of abstract but bizarre concepts, like if there are a thousand people playing on one blade on a server, and there's a thousand servers. What happens when all of those servers are be or all those kind of ports are being used simultaneously? Like, will you get stuck in a queue waiting to play a video game, which I think would kind of suck? Mm-hmm. Um, there's talk of lots of kind of YouTube integration where like you can jump into YouTubers' games or use that to play with them specifically if it's enabled or not. Uh, if it... so, it's kind of a good transitioning point. I. The press conference for this was the most kind of big corporate company bullshit press conference I've seen in a long time. So there's a show called Silicon Valley on HBO. If you have HBO, I highly recommend watching it. It's a comedy kind of about what life in the tech industry in Silicon Valley is. And I watched all the seasons of that recently because I like that show and I watch it every couple of years or every couple of months. But that show parodies what these big press conferences are for tech companies and watching this directly after watching that was kind of this weird surreal we've come full circle to when these were like big and impressive things to when these are like almost self-parodying kind of just long drawn out painful stuff like i never realized how good easily press conferences were until i watched the stadia press conference there's lots of very designed slides with someone in front of a big projection screen of some kind talking a lot of nonsense like 
they showed off zero games, I think, as part of this press conference that weren't known things. Like, they announced had a partnership with Ubisoft, which is cool. But, like, the only game that's confirmed having worked on this thing, really, that from a public perspective we've seen footage of, is Assassin's Creed, um, the most recent one. Uh, Doom got out there and still run at 4K, 60 frames a second, but showed no footage of it doing so. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I thought they had showed off some FIFA gameplay, but I guess I, I was don't wrong. think I remember seeing FIFA, but I could have just missed it. Like, I, this thing was excruciatingly painful to watch. Mm. Like, it was, like, I think it was an hour and a half or something. Like, I have never had visual media kick my ass in the way, kind of attention span wise, that this thing did. And, like, it was. It was undefendably bad, I'd go so far as to say. Like, it's... I, I walked away feeling 0% excited for this and, like, wondering how comfortable I was with Google being the company behind this. Like, I, 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 one of the fairest criticisms I've heard of the whole Stadia thing is, like, what if this becomes Google Plus? Like, there, there's no way to kind of game archive this if Google just goes, fuck it, we're out. Yeah. I mean, there is some cool stuff I heard that they have to offer, but this, like, if the the possibilities are limitless, like the the idea of being able to just pop open my phone and jump back into wherever the fuck I left Destiny Two is real cool. But they don't ever really talk about how any of that shit works as part of this. It's lots of people in front of a big thing talking about the future and then bringing out the shilliest of shill ass YouTubers out there to be like, "Look at how cool this is! Look at him!" You go and I want you to die. I want I want to light the fall and kill you right fucking now, and like on one hand it's they brought it they brought a YouTuber who streams shit they brought out the a YouTuber who I had to Google to look up and I'm like oh yeah no you can't bring out PewDiePie you can't like I'm going through the list in my brain of all the major streamers you'd maybe bring out instead of this guy and I'm like nah you can't bring those people out those are risky who and, do they bring out I'd have to look it up um give me a if sec they, I mean. They have Markiplier. That's surprised they didn't bring him out. That might have been him. Uh, who was it? Um, I think, yeah, I think it was one of the game theorists guys or something. Oh, okay. I, and maybe I'm out of the loop on this one and should know him right off the bat. But like, it seemed like a, huh, this guy seems safe, not instantaneously recognizable. Yeah. And his spiel, like, his spiel was literally the worst part of the press conference. I was barely holding on for that, and then he came up there, and I'm like, no, I want this over. Like, you've successfully made me not interested in this product. Congratulations. <laughs> I... Thoughts, I guess, Alex? You've been kind of weirdly silent through all this. No, I mean, like, so there's some cool stuff I heard coming out of this, and I don't know if they talked about it then, but it was what I was hearing about uh, on a podcast, I think. But they were talking about how some of the cool features involved with it would be something like if you're streaming a game, like let's say Apex Legends, right? Yeah. Um, Which has not been announced for the for the uh, platform yet, by the record. No. But I mean, like, let's just say hypothetical here. What you'd be able to do is they're going to do some integration where you can pop into the stream, and if they're streaming a game on YouTube using this whatever Google, what is it called, Stratica or? Uh, Stadia. Stadia. It's like it's, it's, it's a weird that. version of Stadium. Yeah, it is. Um, 
what you can do is you can essentially, if you want to do like public games, you can flip a switch on the streaming service and allow people to join your game from YouTube. Like stuff like that would be kind of cool if you could fill a game like that. Right, but that's it's optional. At least it seems to be implied that's optional. And yeah. also imagine the hell of stream sniping you could bring down on someone courtesy of that. Yeah, no, I know. But I mean like it ideally though, I mean hypothetically that does sound kind of cool, you know? Uh, on paper sure, but like do you if we had millions of subscribers to our Twitch channels and shit, would you really want to like just the one time you forgot to turn that off have people like just jumping into your game? Like fuck yeah, cuz then maybe the real Kevin Smith XXX or whatever his name okay, is will finally you're, fucking show up. Your your beef notwithstanding. No, what's up? Let's go. I can't remember. Well, he has a choke. Remember who was the guy from last week? I don't remember. There was a guy in the emails last week. Yes, also, I know. That was like, I can't remember his name, but come at me, bro. Let's start with a J. <laughs> it was a Jeff. Was it Jeff writing I don't think to it me? Was Jeff. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. I think it's a pretty cool idea, though. I mean, granted, like I oh, said, no, the, execution might be fucking hard. They also never showed it actually the, happening. Like, it's yeah, that's, that's the thing too. Like all the cool stuff they talked about, like none of it got shown as part of this press conference. Like, it's the this was the most blue sky feeling press conference ever. Of like, wouldn't it be cool if you could just grab video games out of the year? That would be cool. And at some point, technology will allow us to do that. Oh, you can't actually do that yet. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, the, the concept's cool, I guess, but execution might be weird. Yeah. And I'm going to hold my breath because the infrastructure, I think, for this kind of stuff isn't really there. Yeah. I, I, on the topic of infrastructure, like, remember, Google was doing Google Fiber at one point. They fucked that up royally, apparently. Well, it's not so much that they fucked it up. It's the, the big companies that own the fiber make it really fucking difficult to do that shit. No, apparently wanna... the installation plan they came up with, which is like the two-inch deep trenches or something, have proven uh -huh. to be ineffective. Like, they're popping up out of the ground now or something. Oh, I haven't heard about that. Yeah. The stuff I heard about more than anything else was since the fiber lines, even though I mean, they're, they're, they have to run the fiber through, you know, poles and all that stuff, the issue becomes um, those fiber lines or the junction boxes and all that stuff are owned by the other telecoms. And obviously, they don't want to fucking open that shit up. For no, you. those are owned by uh, th those are utilities. They're not owned by anyone. They are owned by your um city. Those boxes. Uh, okay, well, whatever they ran through, the part that I was hearing about was that the telecoms have to have one of their guys there to open stuff up. Yeah, for them to run lines. Yes, they have to interface with them correctly. Like it's yeah, yeah, that is correct. But like the actual physical structures for a bunch of these things are like uh, city plumbing. They're not owned by the corporations that you that bill you. They help maintain them and shit like that, but they're not. Yeah, no, like the telephone poles aren't owned by telephone companies at this point. They're deliberately I not. I sworn there was something with that. They I remember hearing a lot point. about how they made it, it really. It, it may be that the companies like are dicks and they try to integrate into their spaces because they don't want you touching their wires and shit like that. And they might own like the building your junction boxes in, but the actual mm -hmm. poles and shit. Nah, those aren't owned by anyone. Those are those are owned by like your city or the government and stuff like that. Deliberately, I'll have to, I'll have to double check that because yeah. I remember the other telecoms made it really fucking difficult. For them oh no, there's a bunch of ways they can do that, but they don't they they don't own the infrastructure. Okay, they have proven they I'll, cannot I'll be trusted to own the infrastructure. Yeah, I'll have to double check yeah. on that. But 
Yeah, I didn't know about the other stuff popping up. That, actually, I haven't heard about that. I'm curious about that one. If you have anything, link me. I, I, I'm I, the first city it went into, I guess, like a bunch of the runs for the Google Fiber are literally popping up out of the ground. Oh, jeez. Well, because they didn't like two-inch deep trenches and shit like that. Like, it's, it is in hindsight me going like, why the fuck would anyone think that would work? But, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we're all just waiting for Elon Musk's satellite internet power house to happen. Have you followed Elon Musk's, like, the reactions to from everyone but Elon Musk to that tunnel thing he built? Uh, no. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Like they, well, I know people hate Elon Musk. No, they had a bunch they... of, like, subway people, like the people that design subways come through and be like, congrats, you made a worse version of a subway. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you made a subway, you have to drive Teslas in. I guess that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, it's... I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want something to happen, yeah. right? I don't have to have one ISP that does high-speed computer. Yes. Like, they have no competition. Yeah. No, and I, I guess to rewind back to Stadia for a sec, too, before we move on to emails, like, it the tech seems promising. Like it could be cool, but man, they did not show any tech really. They showed a questionable looking controller. I don't know. I I think that giant bombcast was joking about this. Like it's the this will finally get the uh, microphone Google wants in your homes into your homes. And I'm like, if that thing has a <laughs> microphone, I don't think I'll get one. They're absolutely right. Like this is how they'd get me finally. They're absolutely right. This is how they would get me. If there's voice chat <laughs> built into that thing, I will not use it. They're absolutely right. I'll put it in like a fucking Faraday cage when I'm not using it or something. <laughs> a like glass cage or some shit like that? That's, That's a... what a Faraday cage is, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... Well, I, I, I don't know if I'll ever get it. Maybe. If it really, like, the latency would probably be the biggest fucking issue. Yeah, I... I know a bunch will go back to the idea of, like, will it work with fighting games? And I'm very curious about that, too. Oh, yeah. Unreal Tournament, games like that that, require, that are super latency-dependent? Like, well, that's like, yeah. the, the example of Doom working is a pretty good example at that point, but... Yeah. We'll just have to see how it plays out. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, we'll see. All yep. we can say at this point, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, but we do have emails this week. Um, Alex. Oh. You wanted to contact us. How would you go about doing that? Uh, very simple. You would go ahead and pull up your email client if you're choosing, and you simply put in the email uh, to section to wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spells it chat sounds down the show notes, etc. etc. I can barely talk today, apparently. Um. <laughs> we got a bunch of anonymous emails this week, and by that I mean they didn't sign them, so I don't read the email addresses because that feels cruel and invasive. Our first one, Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, please disregard anything that uh, that obvious shill-ass host says on the topic and answer independently of the following question. Is Anthem as fucked up as Fallout 76 is? Will it happen in le- no. uh, during Legacy as junk? Also, Charlie is right. The Division Two would be way better with, with shoulder-mounted mo- uh, with shoulder-mounted mortars and Iron Man suits. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. It, 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 very few games reach the level of shit fuckery as uh, Fallout seventy six. And 
as the shill ass mark I'm suspect you're mentioning in that one, like Anthem is fun to play. People seem to fundamentally not think Fallout 76 is fun to play with some frequency. Though it was bricking consoles, kind of. So, eh. That seems to have stopped, though. Yeah. No. Next email comes in from Shivan. Shivan. S-H-I-B-O-H-A-N. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I. Yeah, it's Shivan. Okay. Hey, Shivan, actually. I, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Wicked Awesome cast. I saw there were um, some new Mortal Kombat characters announced this week, which I assume means that they will make the news for the next episode. I appreciate the variety uh, the variety in topics and news, but I was wondering what, uh, what it is about fighting character reveals that seem to automatically make news. Is there a quick... Is that there are quick, nice news topics, or is there a deeper reason behind the choice? Um, for me, I like fighting games. I suck at fighting games, but I like talking about fighting games. Yeah, no, I like watching fighting games quite a bit. Yeah. I, I shit on them a lot, but I do genuinely enjoy watching fighting games. Yeah, I, I'm not sure for you, but I know for me, the first games I played were fighting games, too, because like, you played them at arcades. Like I I know we've been a little heavy on the Mortal Kombat topic lately, but that's because like I fucking love Mortal Kombat. Like, it's the... Even if we didn't talk about fighting game characters that got announced, the noob cybot thing is so fucking cool in my book. It would have been brought up because it's mm. just so fucking cool. I, I think we only do it for MK sorta. I would have been an Overwatch, I guess. We talk about character reveals. I I don't know, I I find character reveals interesting. I guess like it's well. We also talk about the Dragon Ball Fighter Z character true. reveals. Yeah, it's and... true. true. And I mean, Street Fighter hasn't done any recently, but we're talking about Street Fighter Five's character reveals. True. When they yeah. talk about like Sagat and G, who is probably just a weird Cracked character, out but Abe somehow... Lincoln. Yeah, roided up Lincoln. Roided out Lincoln. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. No, I, 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 I think you're kind of stab at their like lighter topics. Like it's the. There's not something controversial for the most part about video game character reveals. Like, it's the, either it's I don't like the design or oh shit, they brought this character back kind of thing. Like, it's, lately we've had lots of shitty news to go over, I guess. So the idea of like, yo, did you see that noob Cybot? Man, that dude is cool. How cool is he? Real cool. Yo, they announced Kid Goku for a fighting game. That's dumb. Why the fuck would you? I don't know. Like it's fun, uncontroversial topic for us to dive into. I guess. Mm. I also, in my brain, assume that there are probably things more people are familiar with. Like, I know not everyone cares about MK lore the way I do, but like, you know who Scorpion and Sub Zero are for the most part. Like, I kind of assume almost everyone knows who Scorpion and Sub Zero is at this point. Like, they're the they're they're kind of on that same tier of like Mario. People know, yo, that's the Ice Ninja. Yeah. Fuck! I didn't talk about Sekiro at all this week in my week. I've been playing a shit ton of that game. Oh yeah, that's out. Yeah. Talk about it next week. Fuck it. Have you played it at all? Yeah, I've been playing the shit out of it. How did you not talk about I it? I don't know. I played like eight hours of it yesterday. Jeez. I suck at it. <laughs> the fuck did I forget to talk about that game? That game is like fantastic, but also yeah. Put- Put it in the notes now. Yeah. Will. Uh, 
Next email, I guess. Uh, oh, no, I deleted our, last, our next email. My bad. Give me one sec. <laughs> you deleted it? Get out of here, email. Uh, we don't want you here. It was not intentional. <laughs> but seriously, do write us at wickedawesomecast.gmail.com. I had it open. I thought it was the past email we were looking at. I, uh, what the fuck is the trash? Hang on. My bad. Technical difficulties. We'll go with this well, one next, titled Science. <laughs> Science. Yes. Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, I write to you today on a topic both scientific and incredibly important. Off to a good start. Since uh, you are men of video games and not cold hard data analysis, I may have you may have missed or simply not recognized a pattern most troubling that has emerged as of late. The pattern, Alex. Uh, the pattern, Alex leaves Los Angeles, and against all odds, it snows within one year. Alex leaves Los Angeles, and again, within one year's time, the Los Angeles drought is declared over. Alex leaves Los Angeles, and the bee population begins to make a slow but steady increase. Alex leaves Los Angeles, and a super bloom not seen in California in decades carpets California. Alex leaves Los Angeles, and LA teams ch- and two LA sports teams lose championships to teams from Charlie's hometown. Seriously, I'm super glad Jeff is on the podcast anymore because every goddamn pre-show would be him and Charlie praying to that bear-themed hockey team of theirs to win this year. <laughs> but back, to, but back to science. As you can plainly see, Alex leaving Los Angeles has had profound, almost a supernatural impact on the very city he hails from. Barring any logical, reasonable explanations like coldest winter globally or some other kind of obviously but obviously made up useless fact, what gives? Is Alex like cursed or something? Was his presence the only thing keeping what I could only assume is Charlie's frigid aura of jadedness and nihilism before overtaking Los Angeles? A third thing I haven't thought of? Uh, Janae, North Dakota. I feel personally attacked. Right you now. should. I this one came in. I started laughing. I feel so personally attacked at this moment. Who is this? Who is this? It, it's today from North Carrick from North uh, Dakota. Oh. Yep. I I I am the one literally weighing everything down wherever I go. And uh, you keep up that attitude. I'm coming to North Dakota. Like, is the drought coming to Portland now? Are you responsible for the drought? Like, are you just sitting there drinking all the water that would stop the drought? No, all the craft beer is going to disappear is what's going to happen. <laughs> all the donuts all, go stale instantly. All the donuts are just come out of the oven stale. Beer will be flat and not bubbly and delicious. And uh, it'll just be hot. It'll be hot summer, hot spring, hot fall, and then s- cock tea snow all winter. <laughs> I love this pattern they figured out. <laughs> it's a great quiz. Yeah. I will say, it's a great quiz. What other shit has happened since you left LA that was like, I wish I'd been in LA for that? Like, there's gotta be something else based on this. The, the man has. Uh, I'm not sure that's the man or woman, actually. This is scientifically accurate. They're absolutely right. Alex leaves Los uh, Angeles. Not sure, actually. I don't know what else uh, um, What else has happened. But Yeah, I can't recall. We passed that net neutrality bill. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
I think we passed a right to repair bill as well. Uh, I believe that's up for vote right now. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you feel personally attacked, Alex. I almost fell off my couch when I read this the other day. <laughs> Thank you for writing in today with your science. Um, Keep on this. I, I, I need updates on what happens to Los Angeles and or the world since Alex has left Los Angeles. This is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last but not uh, last but not least, email comes in from Spencer in Atlanta. Spencer, I hope I'm, spelling, I'm pronouncing that right. There's either a typo or a unique spelling of Spencer. What's good, Wicked Awesome Cast? If uh, if you go into a fake, uh, if you could go into a fake but very real public feud with another person and or organization that wasn't another podcast or video game channel. What would it be? For reference, I'm talking like rapper or social media or celebrity beef, not like hardcore shit that ends with you all serving consecutive life sentences in a in the supermax prison they have that Unabomber dude locked up in. Wait, what? Uh, who do we want beef with, Alex? Who do I want beef with? But like fake celebrity beef or like the weird Twitter beef that happens every once in a while. Hmm. I don't know. I'd want musicians just so we could get, like, burn tracks written. I could use them as our outro music. That'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know who I'd want beef with. You got the Kevin I, I mean, Smith I have, going on. Yeah, the Kevin Smith one. It's kind of fun. Yeah. They dropped off the earth. Because they're cowards. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We have internal beef to sustain us, I think. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I mean, it has been a while since Charlie ruined something for me. Which true. Is. I'm working up to something, though. Trying to find the you, right well, thing. Well, yeah. You'll have to find something. Yeah. I, but in the meantime, I'm a I don't know. Cat people. <laughs> All of Tahunga. I like, it's, I, I have active beef. Like, it's, it's, I don't need to make up beef. I have active beef with the city of Tahunga and shit like that. <laughs> like, I. I this podcast is a walking documentation of my walking beef with the city of Los Angeles. I don't know. People named Mark. Can I have beef with everyone named Mark ever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess like Alex's beef with Blizzard, I think, technically at this point. It's yeah, one-sided an beef, one. but like, they fucking modded his comments, so I don't know. It seems to be going both ways now. Yeah. They, they, there, there, was, there was something there, and I'm glad they noticed. You gotta represent assholes <laughs> fucking got auto modded whatever blizzard annoys me yeah yeah no no beefs chihuahua owners i don't know i don't have anything against chihuahua owners and me and my fiance have spent the, like previous week getting in fights at the dog park not like actual altercations but like asshole dog owners that refuse to acknowledge their dogs are assholes so I don't know. That that's the beef I got running right now, and we're both. I will say, yeah. out here, people aren't really assholes their do- about their dog stuff. You like, don't have a small dog. You don't have small dogs. Um. Uh, the dog park near us is often infested with dogs that are currently small, but will grow up to be much larger dogs. Um, there is a German Shepherd puppy that is already larger than Scrump is, and 
I yeah, I'm not gonna go into this one. This is not the dog park podcast. <laughs> yeah, fuck those people. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Pugcast. We're trying to talk about pug ownership. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And lame. <laughs> ah. I don't know. Uh people that walk iguanas outside on leashes, those people. Iguanas. Have you never oh, seen yeah. this shit? Yeah. Wait, you're kind of dating this shit, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't take him on walks with a harness. She's got him now. She's got the idea. Don't give her the idea. (laughs) Because then we have to go get an iguana first. And even then, iguanas are assholes. You don't want an iguana. You couldn't walk the Tengus on harnesses? Um, probably. (laughs) You'd have to find little harnesses to get them, though. I have a very crafty fiance. We could make you some Tengu harnesses. (laughs) <laughs> we don't have the Tengus anymore, though. Oh. They're, they're, yeah, they're still in, in L.A. Gotcha. Well, not L.A., but SoCal. They're in a rip town, at least. Yeah, sorry, Spencer. I don't have anything fun for you. <laughs> uh, the cast, the, the original cast of Rent, how about? I don't fucking know. Original cast of Rent? What do you have against Rent? Uh, my, it was my sister's favorite musical for many years, so I had to listen to that soundtrack a bunch, and as a result, do not like it. Gotcha. I've met most of them, too, which makes that statement actually funnier. Yay, huh. work in the theater industry. <laughs> I've hung out with, like, I think, a, what's his name, the lead of that show on one occasion. I did not know who he was at the time, either, which made it even funnier. Ah, doesn't matter. That does it for emails this week. WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Down the show notes. Except to rock, except to rock. Anything you want to talk before we get out of here, Alex? Uh, no, nothing in particular, really. You don't want to uh, talk about that Dora the Explorer live-action video they're making? Nope. Nope. I look forward to the Sonic one first. Yeah. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. <laughs> Into the dumpster. What if we start getting, like, a dark world of, like, nostalgia crossover where it's, like, Dora the Explorer versus Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh... I'd watch it. I'd probably watch it. Yeah. Any last thing you want to talk about? Get the hell out of here? No, I think we can get the hell out of here. All right. Give the medal. (laughs)